Sorry we're late today, guys. I don't know who this show was before us, but they went a little long. Oh. I don't want to blame it on you. No, man. we would I never. I was trying to fact, blame it yeah. on the other show. Yeah, we want to blame it on the other <laughs> show. I think the abs deserve blame. The abs? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I All think right, so. what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the DMBA show, the DMVR Nuggets podcast. We are presented by Bet365, Never Ordinary. I'm Harrison Wind, and I got my guy, Andre Simone, back again twice in one week, back-to-back days. Incredible. Helping me uh, fill in, and uh, I don't know when those other guys are getting back, but hopefully soon. We hope for tomorrow. Yeah, if not, uh, I'll be joining on the the pre- and post-game. Stay tuned. That'll be great. (laughs) If you guys can see in the uh, (laughs) private messaging on the DNVR Slack currently, my last message... Is anyone back for the show today? <laughs> no response. Well, that's that the was way this to play morning. It. That's the way to play it, yeah. for sure. For so sure. Uh, thanks for joining me again today. It's always a pleasure, Harrison. Absolutely. Uh, I'm ready to improve on my performance from yesterday. That should be uh, fairly easy to do. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. We set a low standard. Just kidding. You were great yesterday. You were great. You were Not great. my best work. Not you my best great. work. I think that's fair. We do have a lot to go over. I just came from Nuggets practice about a couple hours ago. Got yeah. some notes from Nuggets practice. Got some insight. Yes. Got some perspective on where Mike Malone and you know the Nuggets heads are at as they ramp up for this stretch run after the all-star break which begins tomorrow yep thursday against the wizards Uh, we've also got a bet 365 top five that i'm excited for yes talking about is nikola Jokic the unquestioned Mm -hmm. the unquestioned face of denver sports right now and also got a lot of good mailbag questions as well including could the nuggets host the all-star game soon I don't know if you saw this. The NBA actually came out with some requirements for hosting the All-Star Game. There's no, I didn't specific requirements that each city has to hit in order to be eligible to host. I can't wait to find out if we're worthy. I I'll will tell strong you. strong takes if we're not. Yeah, I will tell you. Uh, so we got a lot to get to. The first order of business, though. Yeah. I announced this on the DNVR Nuggets Twitter mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. Tomorrow is a very special day. It's something it's that true. we're actually making uh, an official holiday, an official day in the calendar. This is so great. It's triple-double day. It is. Thursday, February 22nd, triple-double day. 222, triple-double. Oh, man. And Look it just that. so happens, Andre, that the Nuggets are playing the Washington Wizards tomorrow. Yeah. And it just so happens that the Washington Wizards are the only team that Nikola Jokic does not have a triple double against in his career. Have you talked to the to the big man about this? I have not. Mm, I wonder why it is the Wizards. Well, he only plays them twice a year. Do you think it's doesn't just get up the, for those games, the stout front court defenders, no, the don't. bruisers no. at center that no. you know just have stymied Nikola Jokic Uh-oh. at every turn and prevented him from the triple double? No. You don't think it's that? I'd guess it's more like there's a nice Serbian restaurant in DC with like good rakia and well, those well. those road games in the in our nation's capital get a little tricky the next day. That would be more my guess, you know, or maybe he doesn't like a. A 5 p.m. mountain start. You know, these guys, the uh, uh, mountain time zone, you're used to playing out west. We're on like a Pacific time zone. They're used to playing late. 
not used to peaking so early. You know, I, I could see it would be more factors like that that I would. Uh, or the Wizards have been so bad during Jokic's career, they just doesn't get up for it. Their blowouts and he's hitting the bench a little early. You might be onto something with thank the you, food. You. Yeah, huh? because I know. Ball. I will tell you this: we went to like one of the best restaurants I've been to. I had the greatest meal of my life in Serbia. Kale was there in Belgrade this good at this restaurant called Ambar. Uh-huh. And I'm not even kidding. It was the best meal of my life, mostly because they rolled out the red carpet for us. Uh. Like we got, you know, the 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 chef curated oh, ten course meal. Those were the days, Harrison. It was incredible. But they do have it's either an Ambar or a restaurant See. that's See. owned by the same guy who owns Ambar. It is actually it's Ambar. Ambar. In DC. They See. have one in DC. I think yep. it's the only US location. Yep. Yeah. So maybe you're onto that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know where every Italy is in the continental United Dude, States. Some Italy. things you're just dialed in on when that's your culture. The food's pretty damn important. Harrison instantly knows about Italy. You know your I, eats, I, I, man. You know well, your eats. I, I have a confession to make. When we were in um, Paris, we went to Italy. Oh. <laughs> Over the summer. That's an homage. That's an homage. That tells you everything you need to know. Italy, not bad. Not bad at all. Kind of underrated for a chain like that. Not bad at all. But not the best meal you've ever had. No, the best meal I ever had was at Ambar. Right. Which you can find in D.C. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, man. We should have sent you to this game. Well, this game doesn't... They've they've already been in D.C. Next time you there, they play in D.C., we'll do a little wink, wink deal where we fly you out and yeah. uh, we don't ask any questions and you go to eat at Ambar. Yeah, but it is triple double day tomorrow, Thursday, two twenty two. Yeah, they're playing the Wizards, who are terrible. They're they nine and forty five. Yep. Uh, the Wizards are on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight game losing streak. It's not. not That's great. what they entered the break with. Do you even know who their starting center is now that Daniel Gafford is no longer on the roster? Woof. No, you, you stumped me. It's Marvin Bagley the third. Wow. Their backup center, though, funny enough, Nuggets killer Rashawn Holmes. Okay. I mean. Who they got in the trade for Gafford from Dallas. But um, we'll yeah. see. Uh, Nicole Jokic, he has triple doubles against 29 of the 30 teams. So that like one team is the Wizards. Mm-hmm. It feels like destiny to me. I mean, it feels like this is definitely happening. I want to find the odds for this at this point. I yeah, want to check, see check how out the odds on Bet365 for a triple double tomorrow. Yep. Do you think, though, do you think Nicola knows about this or will know about it or hear about it before the start of this game tomorrow? I, I, think, don't know. He, I think he might hear about it. He might hear about it. I mean, geez, promote this podcast and he might actually hear about it. I feel like outside of our bubble, there's not a ton of people talking about it. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Well, am I too is, stuck in our bubble? This is the first anybody's ever talked about <laughs> well, it. There you go. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like Yoke's not thinking this way. Plus 165 to get a triple double. So is that about normal? Normally, what the line is? I think lately it's even gone more to the low plus two hundred. So I think this is actually shorter odds than we found the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Okay, okay. So plus one sixty five. Um, 
I feel like it's kind of destiny for him to get it. I believe, I think he'll know about it before the game. I'm sure we'll try to make a big enough deal of it where he knows about it. There you go. Now I'm, I'm going to be relying on Vlatko to whisper it in his ear mm. in Serbian before the game. Come on, Vlatko. You can do this for us. I feel us. like that's how he'd know about it. But, now uh, I want to we'll find see. out what other all-time greats have a triple-double against every single team. That's like, a does great Jason question, Kidd Andre. Have this? That's does a Magic great question. Have it? Has Larry done it? Where's the big O fall on this? You know, I'm sure Wilt's done it. Wilt's done everything. That's a great question, Andre, and I know the answer. No. No. I do. Get out of here. I do know the answer. Stop it. Two guys have done it already. Two guys have done it. Two guys in NBA history have a triple-double against every NBA team. LeBron's one. LeBron is one. You can probably guess the other. It's Will. It's Will. I no, said no. Will's done everything. It's Shit. not Will. It is not Will. The big O? Oscar no. Robertson? You're thinking too hard. It's the guy who has the most triple-doubles in NBA history. Russell Westbrook. Oh, duh. That makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. So Westbrook, ah, I believe Westbrook and LeBron... Guys are the only two players to have triple-doubles against every NBA team. 30 for 30. So Jokic can join them tomorrow on triple-double day. Of all the great things he does, the efficiency close to the hoop, being one of the greatest passers of all time, the way he impacts the game in those three areas, he's a triple-double king. I think it's just part of that legacy, you know. So it's going to be cool to see. I'd love to see him do it. Yeah. So we want to make this a thing. So, you know, hashtag it on Twitter, triple yep. double day. Yep. Uh, let the people know. I'm hyped for this. Like, this is going to be like, they're playing the Wizards tomorrow. They're a 15 point favorite. This should be a nice win to get <laughs> back on track. Right. But I mean, to me, this is a storyline. Can he get the triple double tomorrow? So, hey, we need everybody to alert the world about this event. Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. So, like I said, the Nuggets did have practice today. They yeah. had practice yesterday as well. Yesterday was an evening practice, Tuesday night. Today they practice at their normal time. Yeah, you've seen two practices since we last spoke on yesterday's pod. Yes. Vibes. Vibes are good. good. Vibes are good. I would say that Michael Malone is, um, he had a very serious tone to him mm-hmm. at Tuesday's practice, mm-hmm. their first one back from the All Star break. And I put that out on Twitter. You know, he was very serious. He wants to hit the ground running. And some people replied to me like, oh, isn't that just always how Malone is? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, yes, to an extent. But in general, I feel like Michael Malone's been more relaxed this year than he was last year. Noticeably more relaxed and less just uptight than he Uh usually is. The championship probably helps a little with that. That's right. Take some pressure off his shoulders. He just got the contract extension, too. But um, he seems very serious and very locked in. I think he wants to get that three-game losing streak yeah. out of his head as quickly right. as possible. Right. And, you know, he spoke a lot today on, like, prioritizing health down the stretch and making sure that our starting five is ready to go for the playoffs when we get there. But I also do think that he really wants to win these first couple games out of the all-star break Mm -hmm. and they've got the wizards and portland right back to back thursday friday two games Mm. that they should Mm. win easily yeah you better and my prediction is that look they could just blow those two teams out and it won't really be a thing but my prediction is if like those games are close at all michael mullen is playing his starters heavy minutes Mm -hmm. maybe he's trimming the bench 
I think he's going to do what he needs to do to get two wins right off the bat. Is that more to get the team rolling? Is it more to put pressure on those other three teams that are right there with the Nuggets in the standings vying for that one seed? It's a bit of a combination of both. Is it to kind of get some wins out the way now so that we can get some rest later on? Yeah, I think it's just to get back on track. That'd be the number one priority. Get some momentum going yeah. in the second half. Yeah. Just to get the vibes back, sense, get good momentum, and um, just get some. Not that the Nuggets are lacking confidence, but just get the get some. You know, get the swagger back. That you know, we're the first, yeah. we're the reigning champs. You know, a little reminder of that. Hundred percent. And you know, just to kind of go on that, he also talked about the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And I asked him straight up. Yeah, this seemed really interesting. I go, look, you guys pretty much had the number one seed locked in a month before the regular season ended last year. How much are you going to be pushing for that this year? And I thought his response was really interesting. He said it's not a top one or two priority. So it's not a priority. He said the number one seed is not a priority. Um, He said health and just having the starting five intact and rested and ready to go in the playoff start are his top priorities. And he also dropped that the Nuggets are 24 and 8. They have a 75% win percentage when the starting five plays. That's a, great a hell stat. of a stat. Yeah. That's a great stat. Did you find that interesting? It's about what I expected. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. And what I mean, are the top two priorities? Obviously, health. The second one is the. F- Top five intact. That sounds more like getting your rotation right. That that seems like the same priority. It does. I was gonna say. So I don't know what number on two health. is. <laughs> right. It's I, just health and health yeah. is all that matters. I didn't ask Which, for hey, a line fair. by line list of priorities. Totally. Totally. Maybe I should. I wonder if he has that. Yeah. But Malone also did say that. Look, if we're the number one seed and that happens, great. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's number one seed right now. Nuggets are three games back. But the Nuggets play the Timberwolves three more times this season. Yeah. So the number one seed, it's still there for the taking. Denver can still get it. But his comments kind of go along the lines of what my sense has been. And I think he even said this on yesterday's show. I don't think them chasing the number one seed is going to be a thing. If it happens, cool. But... I think as long as they're a top three seed, yeah. I believe that's the goal. Yeah. Just from talking to people around the team, yeah. the four seed I wouldn't love. Uh, uh-uh. four seed kind of sucks because I don't want to play Phoenix in the first no, round. That doesn't even sound though fun. I'm not like scared of the Suns in the playoffs, I don't want right. to play them in the first round. It's just too much of a high leverage round one series. You'd like three high leverage series and maybe an easier one. You can get get the wheels turning for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. And I'd also want to play Phoenix after they maybe go a round or two and Great maybe some injuries pile up for exactly. them. Exactly, yep. Uh, but I think a top three seed is what the Nuggets want. Malone Makes said, sense. I don't want to lose the battle, or I don't want to win the battle and lose the war in terms of huh. pressing for the number one seed. Okay, I get that. I get that. That's a good perspective to have. That's interesting. But yeah. I like it. They've got the experience. They're the more veteran group. They can handle winning some road games, right? Yeah. Another note from practice. This came on Tuesday's practice. I don't know if you've heard. The Nuggets have the 28th ranked transition offense in the NBA. 
They're bad Whoa. scoring in transition. That's nuts. Yeah. Is that because the NBA doesn't know how to run transition? <laughs> run the fast break? Especially the Nuggets. <laughs> they don't know how to run yeah, fast no breaks. No kidding. Gross. <laughs> yeah. But um, just points per possession. Their efficiency in transition is terrible this year. And it's really weird because normally this is a really good transition team. Right. Michael Porter Jr. yesterday didn't seem very worried about it. Yeah. Michael Malone acknowledges that it's a thing, but I don't think he's like overly concerned about it. Uh-huh. But Michael Porter did say they've been doing like three on two drills in practice, wow. which I just love. A little three man weave with the boys. <laughs> a little three on two, two on one. Oh, dude. Those were my favorite drills uh, when yeah. I played high school hoops. <laughs> I could actually do something with the uh, unfair advantage. Okay. Well, let's hope that works, Harrison. That's an area where they've really missed Bruce. You think? And yeah. maybe Pickett or like if Reggie was a little better. Of course, Mike's not worried. Mike's just going to, on the fast break, he's going to pull up from three. He doesn't care. He's just going to launch without a care in the world on the fast break. Yeah. I mean, look, fast breaks in the NBA, it seems like if you get an open three, you're taking it every time. Yep. <clears throat> I don't care about the math. I don't care about the analytics on it. If you have a three-on-two fast break in the NBA, you can get a dunk every single time. Correct. The defense will give that to you if you just run the fast break correctly. Correct. And it just gets on my nerves that guys will just settle for the three, even if they make it sometimes. Yeah, it's a pet peeve for me, too. And I still think an open dunk is a better shot than an open three. (laughs) (laughs) Call me crazy. The nerds might disagree with you. I I know. It probably doesn't work out mathematically. Um, my final notes from practice here on the injury front, Nikola Jokic got Tuesday off. They just gave him the day off. Like we speculated on the show. I'm sure Colin got the same treatment. (laughs) I actually don't know if Colin (laughs) got the day off too. It's such a great He was there today. I did see Colin today. Oh, good. So Yoke was back at practice today as well. Yeah. Looked like he was in pretty good spirits. He was in a good mood. Uh, And Jamal Murray and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who went into the all-star break with injuries and and missed that last game are right. back and ready to go and are on track to play Thursday. Terrific. Is anyone else missing time then? The only other guy that could be injured, I believe, is Hunter Tyson, who yeah. broke a finger, I think, in the G League. Oh, he was at practice today. He's with the team right now, and he had some tape around his hand. And then Strother's the other guy. Yeah. Your boy. Yeah, what's going on with Strother? I think he's good. He was practicing today. Like, he was in practice gear and whatnot. But the injury report should be dropping soon. It might actually be out right now. Let me check real quick. Where's Pickett spending his time these days? Was he at practice? I believe he he is in Denver. Yes. All right. All right. Sounds like we've got a full squad here. We do have the injury report. Drum roll. We've got uh, Jamal Murray, KCP, and Julian Strother all probable. Let's go. So expected to play. Excellent. I love that. And then Hunter Tyson is out. Oh, boy. Get better, Hunter. Another note from practice. Final note. Final note. Please. Vlako Chanchar, not expected to play this year, though. Yeah. But uh, is starting to participate in practice a little bit. Getting in the mix, doing some drills, getting up and down, running. 
Extra practice body. Yeah. It's good. Good for Vlavko. So, I mean, there was some speculation from me that maybe he would be a guy you would trade at the deadline to get another body in here to help you with the stretch run. Maybe he'd be the guy you cut if you're signing a buyout guy. Right. Again, I don't expect to happen. The Nuggets, from what I've been told, are not signing a buyout guy. This is their team. But he's still on the roster. He's got a team option for next year. You know, I think Denver picks that up, and he's you know back on the roster next season. Really? Yeah. Is that a change from what you thought earlier in the season when the injury first happened? I mean, yeah, yeah. You just said you thought they might he'd be the likeliest to be cut, and yeah, um, potentially. But I think you can look at it as all right. Like he can play the Justin Holiday role next season. You know. Uh huh. And I don't think Zeke Naji will be here next year. I think the Nuggets will trade him this summer. Yeah. And um, I think Vlatko maybe is, you know, your ninth or tenth man next year. I'd love that. He's played really well with Slovenia. There were stretches last year where I thought in the same role he was better than Uncle Jeff. Yeah. So I'd love that. All right. Let's hit a break. On the other side, is Nikola Jokic the unquestioned face of Denver sports? And who are the top five faces of Denver sports. Beautiful. We'll talk about that here in a second. First, though, very excited about these new guys who we brought on board. Miller Light. Miller time. Miller time. I got a confession to make, Dre. Yes. Right now, I'm one Miller Light deep. Are you really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. I didn't realize that. I'm I one Miller Light deep you. right now. That's great. I mean, it's your last day before Nuggets basketball. You've seen two practices. You can let your hair down. Yeah. The fridge upstairs just stocked with Miller Light. It's a it's a good time. Look at this beautiful Miller Light sign that Kale put on set. When it's four of you on set, you'll be able to see it better. There's oh, damn, Jokic cool. in the middle and uh, Kale McCarr to the left that there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty dope. All right. Guys, Miller Lite, perfect for any occasion, hanging out with some friends, at a Nuggets game, um, watching Nuggets game, I mean, at a park, out, you know, at a bar or something. Miller Lite tastes great all the time. You can get Miller Lite pretty much wherever, you know, they sell beer. Miller Lite brewed for taste. It just hits different than other light beers. Like, there are a lot of light beers out there. A lot of them just taste like water yeah it's a good point miller light it actually has some great taste to it mm. simpler ingredients mm. just 96 calories as well you know when you hit the other side of 30 like i have in the last oh, couple of years boy. suddenly i'm thinking about calories yeah just true. 96 calories 3.2 grams of carbs for 12 ounces miller time always a good time the original light beer since 1975 beautiful stuff miller light great taste 96 calories millerlight.com slash dnvr if you go there you can find a delivery option right near you or you can pick up some miller light pretty much anywhere they sell beer tastes like miller time celebrate responsibly miller brewing company milwaukee wisconsin 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces also make sure to check out bet365 you can bet on nikola Jokic to get a triple double tomorrow on triple double day i wonder if bet365 can get on the triple double day train tomorrow um stay tuned they do give us custom bets uh maybe i've already put that on a schedule sheet for them knowing what was coming but 
Stay tuned. You never know if Nux will be on the app tomorrow. It's the only place where Nux is on the app, though, so I can tell you that much. Use code DMVR365 to sign up. You can hit that QR code there on the screen or download the app on your phone. I'll just go to the app store. Uh, Bet365, they got awesome custom bets based on where you are. If you're in Denver, you're going to be able to bet, uh, you know, the DNVR custom bets as well. So great. So download the app. Use code DNVR365 to sign up. Bet along with us. Yes. Um, Dev will be here tomorrow giving out bets on the pregame show again. Bet365, it's, you know, the app we use. So download it today. Uh, must be 21 plus physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Really nicely done, Harrison. No, oh, thank you. All right, we're back here. DNVR Nuggets podcast, the DNBA show presented by Bet365. You Never know Ordinary. I got a Bet365 top five Woo! for us on this Wednesday. Heck yeah. And we're going to go over the top five faces of Denver sports currently currently I was meant for this topic here top five faces of Denver sports they have to be on yes. one of the big four four teams in Denver that's right coaches are in this too yeah they are faces of Denver sports if you wanted a GM or an owner could be it I don't think a GM or owner is the face though not certainly not top five if you yeah if we had a Jerry Jones or if we had a John Elway. Right. Pat Bowling back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Eh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let, yeah. Let, let's get to this, though. Let's start with uh, some honorable mentions, actually. Please. Honorable mentions. Uh, let me see here. I've got Aaron Gordon as an honorable mention. I think so. Mr. Nugget himself. Didn't quite make the cut for me, though. Man of the people. Yeah. You know, for being like at best a third best guy on the best team in Colorado, I think. Like he's he deserves an argument just because he is such a face out partying in the streets with people Mm -hmm. after the championship. And there's some more like widespread notoriety he has as such an amazing dunker. And obviously, you know, he's a He's a big deal hooper and has been for a really long time between his Arizona days and being a prep star and what have Slam you. Slam dunk contest. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But just not quite to crack the top five. Yeah. Another honorable mention I've got is Michael Malone. He just missed the cut for me. He just missed out on the five spot for me. When we s- unveil the top five, I think there could be a really... A really solid argument that's made for Eminem and him being uh for who? Eminem, man, Michael Malone. Oh. <laughs> it's just another nickname, you know? Um, I've never heard that before. Uh, but it works. Eminem. It works. I'm telling you. I don't know about that. Oh, boy. Uh, especially post-parade. He's, he's right there. He's right there. I mean, during the playoffs, man, to and as a face. in the parade, he might have been in the top five for sure. Ever since the bubble, when Moach was talking about someone asked them, you know, Duck Rivers and the Clippers staff, they're willing their salmon, uh, their salmon colored polos. They've got a pretty good record in those. They bring them good luck. 
And he said, we're wearing our Johnny Cash all blacks. I think we've got a pretty good record with those two. Such a hard line. Man. God, he's such a legend. That went so hard. That's the best. Yeah. And then the the parade performance just uh, cemented him as an all-time yes, yes, sports yes, figure, yes. I think. But Absolutely. he's shifted into a little bit more of the background this year, I'd say. Uh, I also had Russell Wilson as an honorable mention. I mean, he seems like he's on his way out of Denver. Yeah. But whether but you like it or not, he's a face. If he was better, he yeah, could crack definitely. the top five, I'd say. Frankly, this shows that not all faces are necessarily positive. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's get to number five, though. So I'm curious what you think about this. I had Sean Payton as number five. Part of this was for as bad as the Broncos are, they probably need somebody I on know, this list. I know. That's, that's what's like... The underlying topic of this whole top five is we're in a very interesting era of Denver sports where it's tough to make an argument for a Bronco in the top five. And what other Bronco would it be? I think it's like Russell Wilson, maybe Patrick Sertan. I don't. To me, it's Justin Simmons. If I had to pick somebody. That's a good one. That's a good one. But still, it's like. Yeah. I feel like Sean Payton is the face of the Broncos right now. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. And as you said, if Elway was still involved, maybe he would crack this top five. Russell Wilson deserves an honorable mention. Give it to Sean Payton. I think an argument could be made for Malone over Payton, though. I think you could. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Um, yeah. Let me know in the comments what you guys think. Who's in your top five Denver sports faces as well? Number four, Kale McCarr. Number four, Kale McCarr. I think that's right. I wonder how much widespread appeal Kale has. In the hockey world, he's almost Mahomes-esque in just this guy that's come up and like had success at all levels. I don't know that there's even a, a basketball comparison. Maybe like Steph Curry when he was coming up. Whereas he, he was a star in college and then had pretty immediate success and kind of broke the league like very early in his career. It's just, I wonder, like, how many Nuggets fans are that familiar with Kale McCarr? Right. I mean, Kale McCarr, he has the potential. Eric Lacroix yeah. of our DNVR Av show says this all the time. He has the potential to be the greatest defenseman of all time. Right. right. Yeah, that's saying something. But, like, face of Denver sports, though. I know, and... He hasn't necessarily taken that mantle, right? He's a guy who in some ways is happier to kind of stay in the background a little more, right? Yeah. But I also think that's kind of hockey guys in general too. Yeah. It's fair. very tough, I think, for a hockey player to be the face of Denver sports, of a sports I town. think that's true. And I yeah. think outside of certain markets, like maybe Pittsburgh, Chicago, it's pretty hard for a hockey guy to be the face. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Which is no. maybe why we have someone else higher than Kale McCarr. And we were thinking about the order of these guys at three and four. But at number three, we've got Jamal Murray. And this was tough. I think, you know, like, who is the better player in their respective sport? Yep. It's Kale McCarr. No doubt. No doubt about it. But, I mean, coming off the championship right now, yeah. if I try to be an unbiased observer, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. I think Jamal Murray edges him out slightly. No, and to defend your 
unbiased observerism. I, uh, I, f- face of different from better or will have the better career or more potential to be on the Denver sports Mount Rushmore or whatever. This is face of, and with what Jamal Murray not only did in that playoff run, but did in the bubble, uh, what he means to the city, what he meant to that championship run, the fact that he's like the face of um, the new balance campaign they unveiled this year. All that, I think, adds up to where, yeah, he is more of a face of Denver sports. Um, And even moments this season, I think, you know, the performance against the Celtics, some of those big games he's had in big nationally televised games, a little more juice than anything Kale McCarr's done this year. Yeah. Number two, Nathan McKinnon. I feel like that was pretty easy to put him there. Yeah. He's on track to win... MVP of the NHL, the Hart Trophy That's this right. year. He's having an unbelievable season. Incredible. Like the most electrifying player in the NHL right now. Right. That Truly becoming easy. one of the faces of the league. And yeah, yeah. A, a very worthy one, too, here. And then number one, Nikola Jokic, of course. Mm-hmm. And the conclusion that I feel like we can come to with this is that Nikola Jokic is unquestionably the face of Denver sports right now. It's not even an argument. No, it really isn't. One and two, in fact, aren't really an argument and are kind of in tiers of their own. Yeah. And I think Yoke in a slightly different tier from McKinnon as well. Yeah. Just because of what the NBA is and the two MVPs and all that. Yeah. The other guy that we thought about potentially putting on here was Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. Yeah, but we just kind of had it as the you know big four in Denver sports. Yeah, he feels kind of in a separate category. Yep, like he's the face. He actually might be like the face of an entire sport. Yes, he's more like the face of college football than he is like just Denver sports. Yeah, also Boulder, not in Denver, as you know well. Forty minutes, (laughs) little suburb. (laughs) Right, right. I'm actually gonna be in Boulder on Friday. I'm speaking on the. uh, I'm speaking on a panel on Friday. Whoa, seriously? Yeah. yeah. CU Boulder Sports Media Professional Panel. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. going to be windy. Watch out, guys. It's yeah. going to be we real windy. Dropping some knowledge on the kids. Dude, I love that for us. That's great. <laughs> All right. So let us know what you think of our Bet365 Never Ordinary Top 5. Right. If we uh, had Roast any omissions, us. what you think of the top five. If we got the order right, let us know Yep. in the chat, on Twitter, wherever. Uh, let's hit a break. We got the mailbag coming up on the other side. A lot let's of great go. questions, including will Denver ever host the All-Star game? Uh, we will talk about that in one second. Guys, if you have any roofing needs, check out our friends at Red Hawk Roofing. The best in the business. Yes, sir. They know roofing. Quality materials, decades of experience, quick response time. Colorado's best estimators and contractors. They're also huge DNVR people, so you'll probably see them at the bar watching the Nuggets games, rooting on the Nuggets games with us. Go talk to them. Go say what's up. Right. Uh, Talk about roofs with them. Yeah, they know their stuff. They know roofs. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing, redhawkroofing.com. Tell them DNVR sent you. Yeah, let them know. Also, guys, make sure to check out Premier Members Credit Union. There are a lot of financial institutions out there. There are a lot of banks, a lot of credit unions. Premier Members Credit Union is different 
because they serve the community. They serve the Colorado community in particular, local branches, friendly tellers, and they've got all the tools that you need to uh, save smarter. So Huge. they've got new high yield savings accounts. You can earn 5% APY on your first $2,000 with their reverse tier money market. Uh, they're not a bank, which means they do things differently. They put their members first with higher savings, interest, and lower loan rates. So Premier Members Credit Union, they're Colorado, they're local, they're all about customer service, they care about you as a client. So when you become a new member at PMCU, they'll actually give you $200. They'll just give you 200 bucks. You just have to open a checking account and sign up for their e-statements. It's that easy. This will be your best money move yet. Head to becomepremier.com, becomepremier.com to find out more. Free 200 bucks just for signing up. Yeah, that's pretty nice. All right, back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast. It's presented by Bet365, Never Ordinary. Never ordinary. Nice. Harrison Wynn and Andre Simone here on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Let's go to the mailbag. Got a bunch of good mailbag questions here. This one comes from Mike Weiss. Hell yeah. The West is unquestionably more competitive than last year. What does the Nuggets loss in the postseason look like? What are the consequences of such, and what would the offseason contain? Do you think if the Nuggets were to have an early exit in the playoffs, there would be significant changes? No, and I don't I, think And I'm talking like changing up the starting five. I don't think significant. Um, win or lose, I think the starting five could get shaken up because there's a KCP situation looming this offseason regardless. Yeah. Um, massively shaken up, no. And I also think, uh, you know, the way Calvin Booth has built this roster is, yeah, there's a Project Dynasty, right? So uh, huh. a little... a little. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to... Mr. Project That's right. I know, I know, man. Um, so I, I think it's built in, like not panicking and gosh, having a little patience and more of a long-term view. And yeah, what do you think? That's really what matters, though. So if they like lose in the finals. That's the other thing. Lose in the conference finals. Yep. Not all eliminations are created equal. Right. You're probably just running it back. Still. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Early exit. A first round exit. Right, right. I mean, that would be pretty alarming. Granted, yeah, it it's not be. due to health or anything like that or an injury. Right. Um, but even with that being said, like, what's the change that you would make? That's a lot of people would one. point to like a Michael Porter Jr. trade. Guys, I don't know who's going to trade for Michael Porter Jr. on this contract. I would wager like not any teams um and yeah. then the one thing that you mentioned contavious caldwell pope obviously a player option this summer which i expect him to decline mm -hmm. and i'm sure the nuggets will try to resign him but he'll have suitors yeah one team i heard is interested in kcp maps philadelphia 76ers uh, who boy. have loaded up in cap room and are going to make a splash this summer gross i've heard that they might have kcp in their sights so fit very well. It's a question, you know, if he comes back, you know, I still think there's a good chance he comes back. He yep. obviously loves Denver. Maybe he'll have to take a little hometown discount to stay. 
Um, so that could be how there's change as well. But if I had to predict, I, I'd say not a ton of change, especially with the starting five. You know, Win or lose. Yeah. I like that. Let's hope. Yeah. All right. Let's go to another mailbag question here. This one comes from A-Train. Will Denver ever host All-Star Weekend in the Jokic-Murray era? I feel like the odds that Murray gets in would go way up if they were hosting. I would agree with that second part there. I don't know if you saw this, Dre, though. The NBA has come out with requirements for hosting the All-Star game. Oh, man. What's happening to this league? <laughs> Really getting nerdy about the requirements, huh? There are firm requirements, it seems. First, you have to have 7,250 <laughs> hotel rooms in a minimum of three five-star hotels. You need a convention center of 650,000 square feet of exhibition space, and you need 75 nonstop domestic flights and at least 20 international flights. So I actually did some research here. Yeah, what NBA cities don't have these, Harrison? I feel like that's a quicker list than the other way. Uh, Denver, that's one. Hell yeah. Denver does not have one of these. So we're out. It's over. Per my research, Denver oh, no. only has two five-star hotels. That's Four where they get us. Four seasons and the Ritz. That's where they get us. Therefore, they are not eligible to host an All-Star game right now. Does the Denver I thought the Metro? Brown Palace might be five star. It's a four star. Jeez, get your stats up, Brown Palace. Come on, what can we extend it to Denver Metro? Is there a five star in Boulder that we can be like? It's just a forty mile drive. I don't know what the circumference like, distance radius is. If T <laughs> Swift is here for All-Star Week, couldn't she just stay at a five-star hotel in Aspen and then take the jet down to Denver I for think the Aspen game? would be outside the... Premier. Yeah. yeah you, I should hope so. I should hope so. It's a trek. But I'm, I could be wrong. Uh, per my short amount of research that I did, there's two five-star hotels, so Denver is not eligible. Jeez, right this is sad, Harrison. This is this. Have they Somehow done this? Indianapolis has three five star hotels. Have the, is this retaliation for Shotgun Willie's ruining John Moran's career? Like, what is the NBA? Is, what's going on here? Do you think this is personal? No, I mean, if I want to go conspiracy corner, <laughs> let's, let's go. This is Adam Silver wanting the All Star Game in big markets from here on out. He's done with the Indianas of the world. He's done with the Salt Lake cities. Funny enough, Andre, do you know where All-Star Weekend is next year? Oh, God. Is it Salt Lake? No. Is it New Orleans? It's San Francisco. It's the Bay Area, who definitely has three five-star hotels. They check off those. All those hotels and the flights. They definitely have the flights in, yeah. in the Bay Area. Okay, <laughs> fair. You got us, San Francisco. So um, you got right us. now, to the mailbag question... Uh, they won't be hosting an all-star weekend. Yeah, we're out. We're, we're out. Okay? We're out. We're we ineligible. Hate to break it to you, but uh, nope. <laughs> Dang, so, yeah, That's unfortunate. Tough. That's tough. I wonder what the process is from going from a four-star to a five-star hotel. How long of a process that. is that? The what are the Palace. benchmarks you have to hit? I would have bet my life the Brown Palace was a five-star. I thought so, too. It's Shit. apparently a four-star. Very nice, though. We got to get nice our stats up. This is not working. 
<laughs> Gotta get the stats up. Oh man! Wow. I wonder if one one of the hotels in uh, the Cronkies Real Estate Endeavor River Mile will be five star <laughs> evaluation. Great. Come on, guys, get it done. So I I have the answer as to what the difference between a four and five star hotel is. Okay. okay. It is the amount of personalized, luxurious experiences you offer to your guests. That seems like you'd be easily able to fudge that. Uh, yeah, we that's could so that. like right. That's so like spa, that kind of thing. I it, it doesn't specifically. But lifestyle is so broad. That. It's like you like said, you could fudge that for like between, workout classes. Like so the difference we... between a three and a four star hotel has to do with having fine dining on premise. Uh huh. But then right. difference between four and five, it's like way less defined than that. Yeah, you're definitely right. It's some they like probably just got to deliver like an unmarked bag of money to the five-star <laughs> hotel commission. Right. Adam Silver's <laughs> eligibility for all-star games is the same as college football recruiting. Just like leave yeah. a bag on the front step and we'll, and we'll then know the you transaction's just, complete. You have another star all of a that's sudden right, next to your right. name. That's right. Easy peasy. Okay, glad we got to the bottom of that. Oh, man, that's great. Um, all right, let's move on here. Next mailbag question. This one comes from Matthew Kimura. If you were to choose any combination of logo, jersey, and court for the Nuggets to use, which ones would be your favorite? Do you have a favorite Nuggets jersey? Um, yeah, yeah. Like like most people, I just like the one that they wore when I was a kid when they were literally terrible. It's the uh, navy blue with the red trim that, you know, they won they won the playoff series against the Sonics in 94 as really? an 8 seed. Yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. The navy blues. Yeah, it's it's actually it's also your Slack profile. It's uh Jalen yeah. Rose rocking that in the Slack <laughs> that profile. That is my Slack it's profile. <laughs> I own one with Chauncey's number 1 on it. Yeah, that's my okay. favorite. I had a poster I as a I've kid with Tony McDice. Uh, Somebody say that's their favorite before. Yeah, because it's not a great vibes jersey. Yeah. But as a jersey and logo, I like it. What's yours? The Mile High Cities. Which pretty. iteration? The current ones or the original Mile High Cities? Because they're slightly different. Yeah. I mean, the new bias. the newer ones just look a little cleaner. They look like more like a jersey. But the originals I might like more just because they were so unique. Yeah. They look like a soccer jersey. That's true. Kind of. Those are pretty sweet. And I mean, you can never go wrong with a rainbow skyline. I yeah. love the rainbow skyline. Rainbow skyline was my personality. What for color many, many rainbow years. skyline is your favorite? I think the black upgraded on the original. The black, yeah. I think yeah. the black is pretty The black the goes hard. Um, in terms of logos, I would probably say my favorite is... Either like the skyline one, the rainbow skyline, totally. or just Maxi the Miner by himself. Uh yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty sweet. Um and then in terms of court, I don't know, the Nuggets have never had that memorable of courts. Um No, I'm trying to think of like way back in the day some aba crazy looks which yeah. maybe are cool and funky but i mean at the beginning of the yoga chair they had the pickaxes like huge actually on yeah. the court i don't know if you remember that those were kind of cool and then they had at one point um did they have the skyline 
on the side or was that a different court? Well, they had a court that, that had right. the secondary logo that has the skyline in it as the center emblem right, for a right, while. Right, yeah. That was really cool, That too. was cool. Yeah, I like that court. But I always think teams can do more stuff with personalizing their courts than they do. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Good question, though. Uh, let's hit our final break. On the other side, we'll get to some other mailbag questions. Guys at American Financing, they are helping save their customers an average of $854 a month uh, by tapping into their home's equity and wiping out high-interest credit card debt. Uh, American Financing is an awesome company. They are all about Colorado. They're all about helping Colorado people. And they're all about customer service, too. If you go to their Google, Google reviews, people that have used American Financing, customer service is their number one priority. When you call them up at 303-695-7000, you're not getting just some random person in a call center somewhere. You're getting somebody here that's actually going to help you throughout the entire process of refinancing and trying to save money. Uh, $854 a month. That's how much they're saving their customers on average right now. Yeah, their salary-based mortgage consultants are in it for you. Right. There is no incentive for them to put you in a loan that does not make sense. They're not working on commission, so they're not going to try to they're not going to try to cut corners like they're not going to sleaze ball you into some deal exactly they're going to treat you right uh, so give these guys a call today american financing if you call today you may be able to delay two mortgage payments call today tell them dnvr sent you 303-695-7000 or go to americanfinancing.net slash dnvr nmls 182334 also empire today they are who you need for all your flooring needs mm -hmm. the best in the business they've been the premier flooring experts in colorado forever they you've, know floors you've probably heard the jingle before you can schedule a free in-home estimate today and all listeners get 350 dollars off when they use the promo code dnvr so go right. to empiretoday.com dnvr if you're getting new floors in your home, office, wherever, they're your go-to. Right. $350 off when you use the promo code DNVR. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash DNVR for details. Remember Michael Jordan on the mic was like, the, the ceiling is the roof? The what? The ceiling is the roof or the roof is the ceiling? I don't know. He's talking about Carolina and something and he got... That was like a quote for a minute. Empire, their ceiling is the floor. <laughs> the floors is all they do, you know? So that's that's their ceiling. Okay, sorry, Harrison. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> if you if America or if not American Finance. If uh Empire today, Empire today <laughs> needs any new uh I'm ready. any new marketing, feel free to use that one. Hell yeah. I don't think uh anybody else will. I think now that I've workshopped it, I'll leave out the Jordan and out, uh, the Jordan quote that no one remembers. <laughs> yeah. We'll go straight to that. All right, let's uh, rapid fire here through these last mailbag questions. What else do we got here? This comes from Ethan. What's your worst Nuggets take from the past? <laughs> Mine was that Gary Harris is better than Clay Thompson. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> what a great take. Oh man. Um. Gosh, I'm gonna need a second on this one. I think. One of my takes at one point was 
Jeremy Grant was a better fit for the Nuggets than Michael Porter. Hell yeah. That was a bad Good take. One. Good Bad one. take. I just thought, like, from a defensive perspective. Sure, but sure. But Michael Porter's improved leaps and bounds as a defender since then, and he's obviously a much better offensive player than Jeremy Grant, too. The format of that terrible take, I mean, you could literally go season by season, and I thought Ty Lawson would be the next Tony Parker. I thought uh, Bull Bull was going to be whatever, like... Every single year, I thought Evan Fournier was Ginobili-esque. I mean, I just... Uh, all, give me a long enough summer to watch these clips of these guys. I'll talk myself into anyone that was drafted by the Nuggets. <laughs> J.R. Smith is the next coach. I mean, you know, you name it. Like, I'll, I'll totally convince myself of anything. Uh, Romney's in the comments says uh, his worst take is Quincy Miller would be our Kevin Durant. Dude, that might have been your take too. I was super high on Quincy Miller. <laughs> a lot of people were. Met him at the Cherry Creek Mall. I mean, oh, Quincy and, and Anthony I. Randolph people were also very high on. <laughs> the Nuggets were so high on him they gave him number fifteen. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? How disrespectful. Uh, yeah, draft takes now for sure. Like, I we could talk ourselves into anybody. Uh, absolutely, that's draft. absolutely. Why wouldn't you? I mean, Hunter Tyson, all and be all first team <laughs> summer leaguer, right off the bat. That's right. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Oh man, I'll try to think of some more. Yeah, I'm sure there's some actually really terrible ones. I just uh, need to dig deeper. Kale. I mean, like, I'll just say, like, we were despondent as a podcast when the Nuggets traded up and drafted Peyton Watson. Like, as a podcast, right. like, we all right. saw it was horrible. Right. Right. Like, as did as did every total. other podcast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all you could say is like he didn't even average two points in college. Right. Oh, like, yeah. why are the Nuggets drafting guy who couldn't even play in college? And I mean, like, find me during around the Iverson trade, the takes would have been crazy for young twenty year old Andre. I mean, yeah. Just I will say we might have nailed the Zeke Naji take. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yep. <laughs> nailed it. Even though we didn't know anything about him. <laughs> Yeah, sad. Go sad. back and watch our reaction to that pick on the draft show that year. Yeah. You can find it if you really want to. <laughs> All right. What uh, else we got here? Uh, Matthew Hedges. How much playing time will Strother get? Will he make the playoff appearance? I, I don't think we've heard the last from Julian Strother this season. I bet he gets another crack at rotation minutes. Yeah. Uh, is he a playoff guy? Probably not, though. I'd say he is your... If you're if we see Julian Strother in the playoffs, it's probably not good. Like the Nuggets probably aren't playing well if we see Julian Strother in the playoffs. We're yeah, outside of garbage right. time. I just remember like DJ ended up getting like 45 seconds last year in the playoffs that yeah. no one expected him to get. Could Strother do that? Yeah. Reggie had like two possessions where it was like, oh my God, Reggie Jackson's playing in the playoffs right now. What is happening? I could see Strother coming in. Third quarter, end of third quarter in a game where the bench just can't get anything going on yeah, offense yeah, yeah. and you're trying to get, you know, just instant offense out of him. A bit of a rage substitution for 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. see that for okay, sure. I could too. Yep. All right. What else we got here? Um, nuked. Do you think the Thunder are a real mismatch for the Nuggets or do you think the regular season matchups we saw are non indicative of how the playoffs will go? Are you scared of the Thunder? Um, not so much, but more because bright minds, uh, are telling me I shouldn't be too concerned. Frankly, when I watch them, 
uh, they do scare me a little bit. That spacing and length and depth concerns me. Mm. Uh, they're good. Yeah, they're, they're a really good team, no doubt. I'm just not as worried about them as I am about other teams in the West. Like they're and you know, the matchup second, specifically doesn't present the concerns yeah. other matchups. They're do second in the West right now. I would still be more worried about playing the Clippers, who are below them. Yeah. I might, I'd probably be even more worried about playing the Suns, who are below them as well. And the T-Wolves size and that matchup Definitely presents more the T-Wolves are a tougher matchup. Um, I just think with the Thunder, they have obviously no answer for Jokic. Yep. And that, to me, is where every playoff matchup starts. Yep. How is this team guarding Jokic? And, I mean... Nobody can guard Jokic. Nobody has really an answer for him. But the Thunder, I mean, the, the Thunder, like... Truly are answerless. Right, right. Yeah. And then of all those teams going to SGA in the half court at the end of a game concerns me the least of all those other head-to-head yeah. matchups, right? And I'm also just a firm believer that you have to pay your dues in the playoffs. Yeah, here, the here, Nuggets man. had to. Here, Every here. great team has to. The Warriors even had to back in the day. Like you have to get Every humbled a bit, team. I think, in the playoffs before yeah. you actually go on a real run. Yeah. So I think the Thunder are good. I think they could be building like kind of a dynasty for for real. But um, I'm not overly concerned about them just from a matchup perspective. Yeah. What else do we got in the mailbag from Jake? Is there any possibility that the playoff rotation changes? And if so, who are the most likely addition subtractions? So, I mean, you got the top eight, the starters with Reggie, Christian, and Piwat. There's your top eight that's playing every night. Yeah. If they go to a backup center like they needed to last year when DJ played, I yes. bet it's DJ again. Yep. And then if you're looking for another guy off the bench... Justin Holiday or Julian Strother. I could actually see a scenario where, like, based on what the Nuggets need, I actually bet it's Justin Holiday. 100%. I bet it's Holiday. Just remembering how Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan played the weird, like, couple possessions randomly in the playoffs last year made me think Justin Holiday's totally doing that this postseason. Yeah, it's literally going to be three possessions and then a quick sub, yeah. you know, we won't. But yeah, if there's any change or like the slightest tweak, that's what I would force. Yeah, I bet that's what it is. If yeah. they need a big, it's Aaron. It's not. It's DeAndre it's Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. Like yeah. it was last year. If they yeah. need a guard, it's Justin Holiday. Yeah. And then Julian Strother's next up after. That. 100%. 100% agree. All right. Last question here. Craig Brown, do you guys think MPJ and KCP will get hot in the playoffs? I believe you never want to get hot too hot in the regular season and you want to catch fire in the playoffs, which Nuggets did. I feel like the looks are there, just lack of volume percentage. There's been some consternation about the Nuggets offense, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. They... Well. They've dropped in ranking from uh, last year. Yes, yes. But I did see, uh, you know, a friend of the show, Matt Brooks, Nuggets.com, put on Twitter today that they actually have a very similar offensive efficiency to last season. It's just the league the has gotten teams, better. Right. And the bench offense still sucks. Yeah. I have zero concerns about the Nuggets offense in the playoffs. I really do. Zero concerns. My only slight worry is that like they can't score with Jokic off the court. But I mean, 
we know that. Like, we know that's a worry. Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, there'll have to be those stretches where, like, just like against the Heat in that quarter where Jokic barely played and, like, Jamal was just hitting some big shots where you just kind of got to get lucky and have someone get hot. But yeah. that's where I'm at, man, is, like, the efficiency of that offense and that two-man game and how well that starting five works, especially in crunch time, gives me the confidence. And I just, I think similar to like Mahomes and the Chiefs in the NFL, until I see someone take it to the Nuggets at their own game and beat them in crunch time, I'm going to give the Nuggets the edge. Yeah. Real quick, I did want to get to this question from the boy's dad. And we can just hit it real quick before we get out of here. Yeah. He asked, what are the five best wins, five worst losses, five craziest nights in the bar? Oh, the man. craziest night I actually can remember off the top of my head. Low key underrated is when the Nuggets beat the Clippers mm. with the bailout. It wasn't like the craziest, most packed night in the bar. It's just that. There was a very diehard crowd here, and we were all like going wild. It was like That's one of those "what one. the hell is happening" nights. <laughs> That's a great one. Well, because it came out early that everybody was out, so like nobody came to the bar, but like <laughs> yeah. the diehards of the diehards. There was like twenty people here, and, and we <laughs> all lost our minds. I remember yeah. seeing photos of that. that I think was Bo a crazy was like one. doing laps downstairs, yeah, yeah, just yeah, out of I control. Remember that. Game yeah. seven against the Jazz, where Conley misses the open look at the very end after. Uh, oh yeah, if, if we're talking all time nights, the open layup there? it was um, on our end. <laughs> Tory Craig, <laughs> just, just, Tory almost destroys the just, whole dynasty. Just, just had, had to shoot that, you know. Holy shit! Uh, but yeah, if we're talking all time nights, that night one. the Clippers three one comeback for sure. That one's a crazy. But nights one. this season, when I was thinking back. The bailout in L.A., Reggie Jackson's bailout, is the first thing that came to mind. That's a great one. That was an all-time night at the bar. That's a great one. Yeah. Obviously, you got the winner for the Celtics. Jokic's game winner, too. Yep. Big, memorable moments from this year. Yeah. Those are all up there, too. Guys, thanks for the questions. Thanks for hanging out with us today, me and Andre. Love it. I Thank think, you. I think the fellas are back tomorrow. Let's, let's hope. I think let's the rest hope. of the fellas are back tomorrow. I'll start sending out texts and emails if they're not. Nuggets, Wizards, Thursday night. Guys, Thursday, tomorrow, triple-double day. To get two, the two. word out. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody on Twitter. It's triple-double day. Nikola Jokic needs a triple-double against the Wizards to get a triple-double against every team in the NBA. Let's he can do it, it tomorrow. We'll talk to you guys then. Like the mayor, 